Queen Victoria once said, When a man is tired of dinosaurs, he is tired of life, for there is in a dinosaur all that life can afford. Enlightened and broad-minded as always, Victoria was trying to encourage the fashion for keeping dinosaurs, which was just starting to spring up in her reign, and had unfortunately produced some problems, including, with the Tay Bridge in Scotland, at least one disaster. Most of the difficulties were due to ignorance and self-confidence, both necessary in a successful imperial nation, but often fatal in the more specialised field of dinosaur husbandry. It all started in southern England. Mary Anning in Dorset and Thomas Hawkins in Somerset had been keeping marine reptiles such as Ichthyosaurus and Plesiosaurus, but Gideon Mantell and his wife Mary Ann in Sussex were the first to succeed with true dinosaurs. Although things went very well with Ankylosaurs and Iguanodon, they failed spectacularly with Megalosaurus, Dr. Mantell ended his life a cripple. In the capital, Richard Owen was lending respectability to the hobby with his enormous collection in South Kensington. In the USA, Timothy Matlack and Casper Wistar were succeeding with hadrosaurs in New Jersey, while William Clark was having fun with dinosaurs in Montana. But it was not until the Frenchman Louis Dollo made his famous breakthrough by triumphantly keeping a herd of iguanodon in a Belgian coal mine that dinosaur keeping really became alive and took off. With triumph came disaster. Ambitious entrepreneurs tried to do too much too quickly. What worked with iguanodon didn't necessarily work with other dinosaurs, which often proved too big, too fierce, too delicate, or too possessive. The dinosaur bubble burst. Animals were dumped from carts onto public highways or thrown into canals. The population was turning away from dinosaurs. This was how things stood. Before 1983, there was a small number of dedicated dinosaurophils, trying hard to keep dinosaurs but handicapped by ignorance, not only of the basics of dinosaur keeping, such as housing, feeding and breeding, but also of how to obtain healthy specimens. In 1983, the first edition of this book was published, and the rest is history. With the information, encouragement and advice contained herein, people of every nation have found the confidence to express themselves in the medium of Mesozoic megapets. Outlets have been established, clubs and societies have formed, Information is being exchanged, misconceptions are being aborted, and dinosaur keeping is here to stay. I intend this book mainly as a help to pet lovers who wish to keep a dinosaur or two in their house or garden, and are not quite sure how to go about it. I also talk about some species that are perhaps best left to large landowners or professionals who already have some experience of keeping animals that need lots of space. I hope to show you that, whereas most of the dinosaurs with which you may be already familiar are huge, there are many species that are small and manageable enough to be kept successfully, either as pets or for commercial purposes. This book deals with some of the better-known dinosaurs. Although it is intended to encourage the beginner, 
I hope that some more experienced keepers will find something of value in it. In this second edition, there are, in most cases, separate sections under each species where I have tried to suggest how to house and feed it, and also, wherever this is feasible, how to breed it. Unfortunately, we do not yet know how to unlock the doors to the sex life of some species, but dedicated fanciers are labouring night and day to find the key, or appropriate combination. I have included some animals, thecodonts, vigeltosaurs and pterosaurs, that are not, strictly speaking, dinosaurs at all. This is, after all, a practical manual rather than a taxonomic treatise. The dinosaurs proper, including both the orders Saurischia and Ornithischia, contain as varied a group of animals as can be imagined. They range in size from the rabbit-sized Compsognathus to Brachiosaurus, 50 tons, and Diplodocus, 27 metres or 89 feet. 